Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Well, this program, listeners, is for you. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. Unless you just got back from Mars, you probably know that Tuesday is Election Day. We have come to that fork in the road that Yogi Bear was talking about, and this time, the road we choose will determine the future of our nation for decades, maybe forever. To me, two critical issues are at stake. The first is individual freedom. True individual freedom is under attack by forces far more powerful and resourceful than ever before. Most of you believe that as American citizens you're still free, protected by our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Nothing could be further from the truth. Compared to what was originally ours when the Constitution was written, all we have left is the illusion of freedom, a few scraps of liberty not let stolen by those who seek control over every aspect of our lives. It has happened so slowly over so many years that you have barely noticed. It is far easier to ignore a painful truth than to confront it. And that is exactly what most of us have been doing for far too long. Most of our fellow citizens are either uninformed, disinterested, or deceived by the false promises of a collectivist future. About 150 years ago, Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto, a plan for the world's self-appointed elite to control and enslave all humanity. Key planks of Marxist Communist Manifesto included abolition of private property, all property owned by the government, a heavy progressive income tax, abolition of all rights of inheritance, a central bank with worthless paper money, government schools for all children, government ownership of and a common plan for manufacturing and agriculture, gradual abolition of the distinction between town and country with a more equitable distribution of population. Can you see the twisted vision of Karl Marx? coming to fruition in our nation. 
The progressive communist era in America began about a hundred years ago, forced upon us by our own arrogant elitists like Woodrow Wilson, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Lyndon Johnson, Jimmy Carter, the Clintons, David Rockefeller, their socialist fellow travelers, and all those commissions, foundations, agencies, and organizations like the Rockefeller Foundation, the League of Nations, the Council on Foreign Relations, and the United Nations. If you take time to read the founding documents of the League of Nations, the Council on Foreign Relations, and the United Nations itself, you will understand that these organizations came into existence for only one purpose, to bring about one world governance, one world monetary system, an end to national sovereignty, a UN monopoly of the use of deadly force, and forced international redistribution of wealth in a worldwide totalitarian collectivist society in which individual freedom does not exist. With the election of Barack Obama in 2008, the runaway train to socialism in our country has accelerated beyond the elitist wildest dreams. In the tradition of Saul Alinsky, Bill Ayers, Cloward, and Piven, their plan was to replace the national traits of achievement and diligence with dependency and depravity. Divide and conquer was their goal. Our nation has been purposefully divided along economic, religious, and racial lines so that we fight among ourselves instead of fighting our common enemy, the destruction of our constitutional republic and the loss of individual freedom. We have become a society of two classes, the provider class, citizens that are forced to contribute more than they get back, and the recipient class, residents who have no skin in the game, the zero-liability voter who will always vote to preserve his financial dependency on the government. Calls for redistribution of wealth, a fair share, and social justice prove the socialist bias of the current administration. As Americans, we believe that every citizen deserves a fair shot, that all should play by the same rules, and that opportunity to achieve the American dream must be available to all. But equal opportunity does not mean equal outcomes. As individuals, each of us has a different set of talents, knowledge, personality, background, education, creativity, and initiative. We apply those qualities to endeavors that lead either to success or to failure. As part of the American dream, persistence and ingenuity have historically produced a positive result. As such, lack of personal success can only be considered a failure of an individual, not a failure of society as a whole. Once you blame society for personal failure, individual responsibility disappears. The coin of freedom has two sides, individual freedom and personal responsibility. Inevitably, 
a dependency society leads to economic failure and loss of individual freedom. Dependency knows no limits, and once it is established as a societal norm, it grows like a cancer, devouring its host and destroying the morality of the nation. To maintain power, the ruling elite must resort to the use of force to coerce compliance with their scheme of government theft, elitism, and nepotism. Margaret Thatcher taught us that socialism only works until you run out of other people's money. As we watch the current events in Greece and Spain, we are getting a glimpse into the future of America. The printing of worthless paper money by the Federal Reserve devalues the dollar and creates inflation, a silent tax on the people who can afford it least. Remember the credo of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Your property is your physical possessions, the work of your hands, the inventions of your brain, and your life itself. Our Constitution was written to protect personal property rights because our founders understood that without personal private property, there could be no freedom. After all, the government cannot give you anything that it does not first take from someone else. Our principle, the once other principle of individual responsibility, was discarded, aided primarily by Supreme Court decisions during the New Deal. The federal government could purchase votes with impunity. H.L. Mencken summarized the process perfectly. Quote, The government consists of a gang of men exactly like you and me, they have, taking one with another, no special talent for getting and holding office. Their principal device to, end, to that end is to search out groups who pant and pine for something they can't get and to promise to give it to them. Nine times out of ten, that promise is worth nothing. The tenth time it is made good by looting A to satisfy B. In other words, government is a broker of pillage, and every election is sort of an advance auction sale of stolen goods. In this country, we must reestablish the free market economic principles that made our nation the most prosperous on earth. Before we take a break to do some business, I have one question to leave you with. If socialism is so good, why isn't it voluntary? Always a total failure, socialism has had only one achievement. It is the most efficient and successful killing machine ever created by man. Pol Pot, 3 million dead. Hitler, 10 million dead. Stalin, 35 to 85 million and Mao Zedong, over 100 million souls sacrificed on the altar of socialism.